episode 39 with Bethany Crouch on the Nine Point Start the Dream podcast. Welcome to Nine Point Started with a Dream podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. Here's your host, Jacoby Gillum. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Um, this episode, we have Bethany Crouch. The fun one here. We kind of go through the life after sports type of a theme. And we went through how her journey from the early days of gymnastics to what she did in college and then what she's doing today with her sports story and through working for at Sacramento State. And it kind of just shows how it kind of goes full circle sometimes when it comes to our journey, kind of how our stories lead us to what we end up doing in our in our careers. So I hope you enjoy and let's get to it. So Bethany, the question I ask everyone that comes on is when you were younger as an athlete, what was one of your bigger dreams and goals you wanted to achieve? When I was an athlete, I think everyone kind of starts off with the big dream of the Olympics or playing pro. And I remember watching the 1996 Olympic team and just thinking like, that would be pretty cool. I mean, granted, I was six years old, so it sounded like a great idea. But as I kind of went through my gymnastics journey, because I started gymnastics at six and was in it for roughly 15 years. But I would say around age maybe 10, 11, 12-ish, when you kind of start thinking about college, I was introduced to the thought of collegiate gymnastics. And as soon as I heard of it, I was like, yep, that's my path. It was no longer pursuing an elite track or you know, thinking that I would maybe like either give up high school or be homeschooled so I could pursue the Olympic route. It was just from that point on, something inside me was like, nope, college gymnastics is where I will take this journey. So what about gymnastics though, kind of due to that, you know, there's all the other sports you could have kind of pursued or looked Mm -hmm. into. What about gymnastics? That's the one. So apparently when I was, three years old, my mother says, I was doing cartwheels and had a watch me moment with my mom. And I did a cartwheel with no hands and scared her half to death. And she was like, we need to do something about this. Um, So I went to gymnastics, like a part of my preschool for a little bit. And then I went to a different school, didn't do gymnastics. And my mom realized like in kindergarten, first grade, I was so shy, like so incredibly shy. And she was like, we got to get you involved with something else other than school. So she put me back into gymnastics because I had fun with it in preschool. There were definitely moments as a kid because I was just so incredibly shy that I would hang onto the seatbelt, like just screaming. And my mom would be pulling me out like dragging me out of the car but then once I got there it was it was so much fun but yeah I think my mom had a lot to do with it my parents who initially put me in gymnastics and I think I mean my mom was a gymnast and cheerleader in her day so my stature fit it well I enjoyed it I was pretty good at it Um, so that was the main sport for me I was never for some reason as a kid, I don't recall thinking like, oh, I want to try soccer or let's try softball or I want to run. Uh, it was always gymnastics, not until later on, which I'm sure we'll get into that. Did I look outside of gymnastics? So in those early days, did it kind of help you kind of break out of your shell a little bit, kind of help you? Oh, totally. 
Yeah, I did. I really did because um, it was a place where, and I'm sure you've experienced this before too, when you are with a team and with other athletes, you just have a bond that develops and a connection. And so, yeah, it definitely pulled me out of my shell. At gym, I was still super shy at school, but in gymnastics, like that's where I shined and I was able to have like be almost just like completely me. Um, so it was definitely like my zone um, more so than school ever was, but it did help in some regard. Yes. It's funny how it all work, it works out that way because I, I, I was I was similar, you know, like like in mm-hmm. like school I was kind of like the shy guy and the kind of you know talkative, but like when kind of worked all the way to just you know be a different person. So yeah. So so how did you? I guess I guess it for you is kind of natural, but how did you kind of manage to have the personality in gymnastics, but then kind of go back to being the reserve Bethany once you left the facility? You know, I am. I'm not sure. I think it was just the environment that made me comfortable and I was good in the gymnastics environment and you could have fun and express yourself where, you know, school, you know, it's very traditional, sit down, learn, do your work. And I didn't always click with other kids at school. And I think because I was so scared and so shy, I always was like I don't know what to say or what if whatever I say is good enough Um, so I was definitely in my head a lot as a kid and I think gymnastics just provided that platform where you know there was support involved from coaches teammates understood they understood the the love of the sport they understood you know having having just fun and being silly and yeah, I, it's interesting that you asked me these types of questions because I don't, I don't think I've ever been asked that question before. So, you know, it really, like, my demeanor in school probably didn't change until I became a junior in high school. So all through my, my years, I was the quiet one or so, you're so shy. And, and that was just who I was and how I, um, how I processed information, everything's very internal. So, and I was by natural an introvert, but yeah, it, it was just how I was and gymnastics pulled, pulled it out of me. So it was really that environment that somehow lit my soul on fire and I could be me. So pretty cool. Awesome. Love that. So you got this dream of, you know, making it to the next level. At what point did you realize that it was possible? You know, like, was, was it always in your mind that this is going to happen? Because, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. kind of realize your talent level versus the expectation. How do you kind of always say this is going to be my dream and it's going to happen? Yeah, I think, you know, from the, from that age where I realized that college was a possibility, I always had it in my mind and I was like, I don't at the time, UC Santa Barbara had a team, and I was like, that's where I'm going. And unfortunately, their program um, was done after 2011. So that was always like my dream, or excuse me, not 2011. When was that? That was 2001. Excuse me. I was close. Close. Had the one at the end. <laughs> but I always had a dream to like be in Southern California, to go to a college, to be on a gymnastics team at that level. 
And I think I always knew it was possible. And I never had a moment where I doubted that I would not get to college and do gymnastics in some capacity, whether that was walk on a team, no matter what level, division three, two, one, you know, any of them. I, I never doubted that, that that would happen. What the hurdles that came along the way was that I became extremely burnt out from gymnastics. So much so that after my, gosh, my sophomore year of high school, I had just finished competing at uh, Junior Olympic Nationals, and I had a, they used to do what's called college-bound meets. So you would compete in front of a group of all of the college coaches that were able to be there. And so I did that meet, had, had a really good meet, and then I was so burnt out, I quit after that, um, that season. Because I mentally just was tapped and I wanted, I wanted a life, right? So you hear athletes are like, I just want a life. I want to be normal. I don't want to go to the gym for five, six hours a day. And I want to go to prom and I want to go to homecoming and maybe have a boyfriend, like do all the, all the normal teenager things. So that, you know, really is something that I wanted. So I quit gymnastics and I joined my high school cheerleading team. And I always tell this story because to attest to how quiet I was in school, when I joined the cheer team, my junior year of high school, so I've been going to high school there for two years, people asked me where I moved from. And, you know, there was a rumor that went around that I was a military kid and I just moved <laughs> to the town and joined the cheer team, like, because I was just so kept to myself for the most part, um, that when I finally showed up in high school as someone that was going to be outgoing and um, commit to a team at the school that it was a it was a surprise to everyone <laughs> um, but yeah I even then I would say a couple months let's see maybe six seven months after I quit and I was cheering and it was football season I would say that fall college letters started coming in the mail and I was like huh interesting because in my head my 16 year old brain I was thinking you know I quit so like all these college coaches know that I don't do gymnastics anymore <laughs> because it's clearly 16 the the world revolves around my me or myself so I didn't anticipate even being contacted for college gymnastics. So going back to that, just the, mm -hmm. you you walked away, and I, I know mm -hmm. when you're thinking of school, like I was talking about with gymnasts and how much they practice. Mm -hmm. Like if they're getting their getting routines right, getting the yeah. you know the rings and everything like that. Mm -hmm. It's like a all day thing for them. Yeah, so I can only imagine as a high schooler that how do you think athletes can kind of manage that? I think that's school mm -hmm. that's really twenty four seven. Yeah, I mean, gymnastics is one of those sports that it's all year round. You have season, but summer it requires just as many hours as season does. So for, for athletes that are in sports settings like that, I look back and one, I wish I had a mentor. I wish I had found either in someone outside of my realm. So not necessarily like an older teammate, but you know, maybe a gymnast that had 
experienced these things before. So first find a mentor because the feelings that you're feeling are normal in most regard. It's just that we chalk it up like we should, shouldn't be having the feelings when in fact it's very much a part of the sport. So I would have said having a mentor for me or a place to go where people reassured me that it's okay to feel this way. It's okay to want to quit. It's okay to like dread going to practice and, and it's not bad. So I think that's a good step. Second, like if you can level with your coaches that, you know, you're going to leave early on, on Friday practice so you can go to that football game or you're going to be you know, involved with this club in high school because there's got to be more of an effort. And I think this especially exists today. There's got to be more of an effort of developing your entire identity, not just basing it all around your sport or that you're an athlete. You're so much more than that. And as we both know, you're going to do so many more things beyond sports. But I believe that if you incorporate that balance earlier and spend some time outside of your sport too, developing other identities that it would help in the journey to staying in your sport and it'll ultimately help after your sport. Yeah. I learned the hard way on that one. When you're just one, one pillar and you lose that pillar for a little bit, you can really Mm -hmm. just feel the whole foundation just shaking. Right. Totally. So, yeah. So you kind of, you left a little bit, you started getting offers. Started getting offers um, or letters in the mail and then emails and, you know, started being contacted around the time that colleges can start to reach out to you. And I was like, you know what? I should probably go back. I should, I should try this out. This whole like college gymnastics thing that I thought I would, you know, eventually try until I, you know, had the, the burnout happen. But so I went back to gymnastics. I would say this was in the spring of my junior year. So wrapping up junior year, I go back to gymnastics. I train so hard because, and I'm sure any athlete will tell you when you take a significant time off your sport and significant time, you think like, Oh, a couple years. No, like even six months can be a huge difference um, in getting back on track. So it was so tough, but I did it. And I went, I was at my club gym that I had left prior and I was able to compete in some meets and actually qualify to regionals that year. And then I competed in regionals and got like first alternate for nationals and I remember just being so upset with myself and I look back and I'm like you just you quit for like six months and then just decided to come back Um, so I did that for a while and I went through summer training again and I I think I went through all the way my start of my senior year I was doing cheer and gym so I was doing both which was definitely a challenge because it kind of felt like burning the candle at both ends. And you're like, when you're at cheer practice, you're like, oh, I should be at gym practice or, you know, vice versa. So I was trying to do both and balance that. And then I came to a point where I had to make a decision. I couldn't keep doing both anymore. 
So I quit cheer. And that was definitely like dramatic in high school, in the high school years to quit the team and whatnot. Um, because we're a very competitive team and it was, you know, a, a great experience for sure. But I, when I walked on the team, I came with all my gymnastic skills, obviously. <laughs> so I quit cheer. It was really, really tough and on the, the school side when I did so. And then a few months later, I had another breakdown. I had a moment where I was just not happy. I, it was a culmination of things, but again, I felt the burnout and the, the why. Why am I here? Why am I putting myself through um, these hard times? Because it doesn't have to be like this. For some reason, as a teenager, I was always like, I don't have to be unhappy. Like, I can choose to be happy. And I, I at that time, saw my unhappiness stemming from burnout from my sport. So I went, I think I went through the end of, gosh, end of fall season. And at this point in time, I had verbally committed to Sacramento State and had like done the, the official visits, talked to the college coaches, but I had chosen Sacramento State. And I ended up quitting gymnastics again and turning down my scholarship that I had been offered. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And, you know, looking, if you would have asked me as like a, you know, 10, 12 year old, like, do you think you'll quit gymnastics twice and then, you know, maybe go back to it in college? I've been like, no, that won't happen. Uh, but it did. So I quit, and this was my senior, probably around like Christmas time. This is when I quit gymnastics and turned down my scholarship. And it was like the lowest point for me and like a very dark time because I had lost that identity again. And not only was I lost my gymnast identity, but I was no longer a cheerleader either. And I didn't know what college I was going to go to. So I didn't, for being someone that always had somewhat of a plan, they didn't have a plan. They didn't have a vision. So I spent a couple months where I was just like extremely depressed, didn't know what to do. And then had a moment, and I can't really explain where or when, but I had this clarity of you should give college gymnastics a try even if you walk on, just give it a try. Because I, at the time I had a former teammate on the Sacramento State gymnastics team. And I was like, that would be fun to compete with her and, you know, can pick back up what I had left um, when I basically quit the first time around in gymnastics. So I reached out to the Tech State gymnastics coach. And I was like, coach, if I just, you know, keep in shape, stay in shape, I'll work on my skills somehow, like, is there a spot for me on the team? And he's like, yes, the spot is still here for you. And so is your scholarship. So that like, that doesn't happen uh, very often. And 
I'm incredibly grateful for him that he still wanted me to be a part of the team, even after I turned him down. So I went to another gym to practice because the gym that I had left twice, like club gym, it was like I was quitting on my family. So I wasn't exactly, I didn't exactly feel welcome back to the, the initial gym for great, various reasons. But I went and practiced at a, what had turned into like a cheerleading gym. So they had like a beam, they had a floor that was super hard, you know, I, there was a vault there. So basically all I did was I stayed in shape, did my skills as best I could with the equipment that I had. And then at some point in time, reached back out to my club coaches because I really wanted to go back and train at the club um, that I had been at. And my club coaches were just incredible people and cared so much about me and my, uh, my gymnastics that when I did leave, like it, it was hard, hard on everyone, but they let me come back to the gym. And so I trained the rest of summer at my original club gym and then went to college, went to Sac State in the fall. So, so that's a journey right there. That was, that's a journey. That was, <laughs> was long winded. No, no, that's good though. Yeah. So, so going back to like, I can relate to that whole feeling of losing your identity and kind of just feeling lost and don't know who you are at a depression phase. Did you, did, did, did you kind of deal with it alone? Did you have people around you that kind of helped you get out of that funk? Mm, I would say that my, the main people who were around me were my family like so my mom my dad my brother um they I think they tried their absolute best to help coach me out of it however I didn't have again like that mentor that I wish I would have had who had been through sport who had you know experienced burnout so you know you know when like parents help uh, you know especially as a teenager you're like yeah yeah like yeah. okay <laughs> you don't get it and it's like, yeah. yeah right no matter if they're right or not it's just you know it's just how it is so I I wouldn't say I was coached but I was coached through time like just time spent away from my sport time spent away from cheer time spent away from the plan the plan of, you know, graduate high school, go to college on a gymnastics, you know, scholarship or, you know, just be a part of a team. When I didn't have that vision anymore, I lost sight of everything. So yeah, to answer your question, I don't, there wasn't one person that was coaching me through it. I will say when I went back to my, um, the cheer gym that I actually went to, that was the second gym that I had started at. So when I was starting club around like six years old, I, that's the gym I went to. And it had evolved and changed owners and whatnot. So when I went there to just train and keep in shape, there was a gal there who had made it to the elite level and had coached. She was coaching um, what they call compulsory level. So that's like your you know, you're just getting into gymnastics levels, but I would say she helped bring me back a little too. But yeah, it was, it was a tough, 
it was a tough time through yeah. the, all of that up and down. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of adversity, yeah. Yeah. It made you stronger. So, so once you, you're like, all right, I'm back at this. Just, I'm back in, in like, like my element, you know, how did the college journey go? Oh, so the college journey, like when I got into college, like that first semester, oh, so much fun. Like, because collegiate athletics is more than just like, okay, you're going to do your sport. It's like you have 500 other athletes at a similar level of you and they're your new like best friends. So, you know, getting to know all the other athletes at Sacramento State, it's in fact how I met my husband uh, was during that first semester. but. As far as gymnastics-wise, everything was going pretty good for the most part until I was tumbling one day, and I felt like I was tumbling on concrete. And I was like, something is not right. Like, and floor was my, my event, and tumbling was my thing. So when it fell off, I, I knew something was wrong, and my college coach was like, I think I know what it could be, too. So... I ended up having like a bone scan and I had four stress fractures in my fibulas, in my um, shins, right on the outside of my shins, and ended up redshirting and not competing my entire first year um, in college athletics. So that was a whole new experience to now, you know, because I'd always chosen in the past, right, quitting, I chose that. And this was the time that my body chose for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing, was it almost back to that feeling of who is Bethany? Now? Yep, totally. I remember at the end of season, because like you checked out your leotards for the season, for the year. And I just remember like, I think at the end of the season, because all I would do at practice was like bounce on my back on trampoline, do as many like ab exercises as I could, you know, like you watch the team compete and train while you are on the sidelines. And I didn't know how to handle that at that age at 18 or yeah, at 18 years old. So that one moment where I like came back to my dorm room and I just like threw my leotards on the ground and just like had a breakdown. Like what it you know, I, I chose gymnastics again. I, I came back and now I can't even do it. And now I'm waiting for these injuries to heal. So yeah, it was a very trying experience. And I did have times of like, should I even do this anymore? Um, because I knew the road back to getting back into gymnastics with those injuries would be tough as well. When you were debating on this, you know, like the history mm-hmm. of you, you've all been like, I'm just going to quit it. You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. walk away. What made this time different or was it not different just to say, I'm going to keep, I'm going to stay in this, stay in this for the long haul? Yeah, it was honestly the, the team and the environment. So like college gymnastics, I think you talked to a lot of, the, a lot of gymnasts in college gymnastics kind of reignited their passion for the sport again because gymnastics in nature when you're growing up is very individual it's a very individual sport and you compete every meet you get to college and six compete six people compete each event so out of your team of 20 maybe you know 25 you're not 
always competing everything because there's only six spots. And so it turns into a team sport where you have to realize that the, that the six people that are chosen are the best um, at that moment to produce the score to get us the highest team score to, to win the meet. So I think that environment and building such close relationships with my teammates um, definitely impacted me wanting to be in gymnastics and staying in gymnastics as long as my body would let me. For anyone right now that's like a gymnast that's going through that similar feeling, you know, just they love the sport, but kind of kind of lost in the mix, you know, I guess they're lost in just, mm-hmm. you know, how to, how do I stay myself without losing myself in this whole process? What would be like your, guess your tips or your advice you can speak to your, your younger self? Uh, all the things, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, and I, I think it's different stages. So I look at my, and I tell this to the athletes that I, you know, have the pleasure of working with now, but once you get in college, things are different and your recruited team and recruited class is amazing athletes across the state, across the nation. So you're all at that high level. So one, appreciate the fact that you made it to the college athletics level. Two, even when you're injured, show up in the best possible way that you can. Because, you know, being an athlete, when you take away our sport, we feel lost, right? And we feel like a part of our heart is missing and like, well, if I can't compete, then what am I doing? And it's, it's drastic when you look at it now, you're like, wow, dramatic. Um, <laughs> but I wish looking back, you know, for those meets that I didn't, I wasn't selected to compete. I would have showed up and been the best teammate I could have possibly been that day. I was going to be the best cheerleader for my, you know, teammate who I knew had had doubt in herself sometimes. I was going to be the best map mover. Um, I was going to bring forth the same energy had I been competing. And I think that is a total learning curve and maturity, of course. But I just encourage, you know, as a student athlete, it's such a special experience between four to five years of your life. If you, you know, are in it that long or through the duration of your college experience so show up every day like it's the best experience because it there's not and you can probably attest to this there's not another setting that necessarily feels like this like where you're a student and you're an athlete and you have a team and you know you're an adult-ish but you're not adulting like in the real world so appreciate the experience and show up just show up fully for in every circumstance no matter if that's you in the meet or in the game or on the sidelines I can relate to that I think that that's a great message right there I wish I would have heard that when I was hurt but once you bounce back you know you got back from from the stretch factors mm-hmm. how, how did it became like all right I'm about to make the most of this journey now I'm about to really no yeah so for anyone that has stress fractures and for any athlete really that has an injury, I feel like for the most part, it stays with you, right? Cause you 
her, you jump right into practicing however many hours. And so my stress fractures stayed with me through the rest of my um, collegiate experience. So it was pain management. And that's another aspect when you like get older as an older athlete, (laughs) older as in college, but you know, you have to deal with pain management. And so that in itself is a whole nother level mentally to deal with and being okay with, you know, I used to have these skills, but now I have to perform these skills because that's what my body will allow me to do. And I'm going to compete the best with what I have. So that's a transition too. But the rest of my sophomore and junior year, I competed on floor mainly and was taping my shins like with KT tape. I, my mom said she used to come to meets and look at my legs and think that I look like a, a racing horse because you know how they tape the, the, the horse's shins. And that's so that's what I looked like. And I had my ankles taped as well. So I was wearing like a full boot of just yeah, like tape, tape and, and whatnot. So I was doing that. I was like using laser on my shins for healing. I was I was trying everything and anything just to manage the pain so I could compete for. And I competed some uneven bars in the mix there as well. But yeah, it was it was not as easy as it had been before when I I was very lucky through my club years where I didn't have a lot of huge injuries. Had the minor injuries this year out here and there but nothing like what I had experienced in college so my stress fractures were with me all the way up until my my last meet and three meets before my last meet I saw like the doctor and he was like your fibulas are going to snap in half like they are so weak um that he's like I encourage that you don't compete and that you probably stop And my, what, 20-year-old self was like, it'll be fine. Doctor, I have three meets left. It'll be be okay. And he was like, well, I'm not flying because he's going to be, like, out of town. I'm not flying back from Chicago to do your surgeries then. So he was like, good luck. And um, anyway, I ended up competing my last meet at our WAC championships. So, like, our, our conference championships. And... My last routine was the best routine that I could have done at that time with my injury and my shins. And then I had found out that I had torn my rotator cuff and labrum in my shoulders. So I was, I was, you know, my body was tapping out. Oh man. I, I finished my routine and knew immediately that like it's, it's good that I'm stopping because that was my junior year and I still technically had two years of eligibility left, but my body chose this time around for me to be done with the sport. So I ended a little bit earlier than, you know, anticipated. Your body is kind of said, all right, Bethany, it's time to hang it up. It's time to put it all away. How did you figure out what was next? Cause you, like, you never mm-hmm. knew about that. <clears throat> Life after. Right. So thankfully in my college experience, I was very involved with the student athlete advisory committees, which exists at most all NCAA member institutions. 
and really had taken an interest in working in collegiate athletics or sports. So after I was done, I, so it was my junior or going into my senior year of college, I took every internship job that I possibly could because I knew that I, I literally had never had a true job before one that existed outside the 40 hours a week in the gym. So I hit the ground running, gaining experience so that one day I could work in sports in some capacity. I love it. I, I have a similar story to that, so I, I can relate, you know, because yeah. you, you're so into sports, you don't think about, about getting a mm -hmm. job. Like, no, I'm, I'm, no. This is my job here. So, so how did you land on her sports story? Because I know that's like a big part of what you're doing now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like transition. So how did you land on that? Yeah. So I, I hit the ground running with all those internships and jobs and finally landed my first like full-time role in college athletics and fundraising after 10 internships. And that was the first time that I sat at a desk for eight hours a day. And I was like, what is this? this is crazy. So I sit here the whole time, you know, you totally have that adjusted. We're like, okay, this is a new world for me, especially coming from being an athlete. But I started noticing, you know, through that job I had, and I, ha I held other positions in athletics, but there was always something that, that felt like it was missing, which naturally I was like, oh, it's just, you know, gymnastics you're you're without the sport now and you're you're becoming an adult but I realized that I didn't fully process retiring or exiting gymnastics because it kept coming back and like five years later I was still missing my sport what is this like it would come back to me and hit me hard sometimes which was really weird to me so, you know, upon leaving college athletics and, you know, starting all of my professional development and getting my master's in sport management, I knew I always wanted to be tied to working with athletes. And <clears throat> I was like, well, what, it, what would I have wanted when I transitioned away from the sport? And I'd always wanted a place or a platform to feel understood or to talk to other athletes who are other former athletes who left their sport as well and just just connect and relate and help each other in whatever way that we you know could because we were both we were all just navigating how to live this adulting life without that immense passion or commitment that we had like with our sport because jobs are just different um, than your sport and so I think that's a whole nother topic as well not being defined by a sport or a job so anyway I had always wanted a place like a resource hub or something and last May I I don't even know how I came across her sports story or the name but I was like I'm going to create a platform for women to connect after sport and somehow came up with her sports story and started like my first Instagram post. So I like made an Instagram and posted like back in May 2018. I was like, okay, it's real now. So like you actually got to do something with it. Um, 
so I started interviewing like my friends, my close friends who were also athletes on their sports story and would interview them and, and blog about it. And fast forward to now, I have, you know, an Instagram and a website, hersportstory.org, where I have stories of former athletes, where I have some resource guides and where I am working on a podcast of interviewing amazing women who are, you know, doing phenomenal things with their life after sport. And so this platform has really, one, been such a blessing because I get to connect and granted that's a reason why I'm connecting with you. And we had the opportunity to meet through someone else, our, our good friend Deanna, who believed in saw my platform or saw my Instagram and like reached out and was like, I have to meet you. We have to talk. So I've talked to so many amazing people just through, just through starting this Instagram and connecting because as you know, like there's for a while, there wasn't a place where athletes could go to connect. Um, Granted, everyone was kind of, I can guarantee most athletes were feeling the void and feeling like they didn't have a place to go, even though they know other former athletes like their teammates, but there wasn't a space designed for it. So that's where her sports story kind of started and it's evolved and is still evolving. Um, But at the end of the day, I just want resources for athletes um, who have left their sport or moving on or even like 10 years out of their sport and realize like, I still don't feel that passion towards something, you know? Um, so to connect on all stages of life and in that process, maybe help current athletes, like listen to a story of a former athlete and be like, Oh, she felt that way too. Okay. It's normal. It's normal to feel burnout. It's normal to quit your sport twice <laughs> and go back. So I love that. yeah. And I think it's just so empowering because you don't hear enough of these stories. You always, you always, you always hear about the stories on the on the mat, on the on the court, and like that. Mm-hmm. But you don't really hear about the behind the scenes that you have to battle in order to be the so great athlete. So I think what you're doing is awesome, especially in a sport like gymnastics, where you don't hear enough about mm-hmm. how you manage the mm-hmm. whole process. So the props to you for taking this on. Thank you. And uh, just right back at you, the amazing work that you're doing. And you were, you were at the forefront of this a few years ago. So I'm happy to, you know, have connected with you because we share very similar missions. So what's next for you as you continue the journey with her sports story? Yeah. So there's still, you know, as, as you start something new, you have all these ideas and there's so many directions that you could go, but for the moment, you know, I'm still, I'm working as a athletics academic advisor at Sacramento state. And I have her sports story as, um, you know, this side, beautiful, you know, community that I'm building, but I have already connected with women and we have, created a mastermind and we are planning retreats of sorts to you know who these women are also helping athletes are also in this space so I think there's real real magic there that'll happen I just hope to continue to build bridges 
between sport and life after sport. And that looks like continuing the podcast. That looks like continuing to connect with people like yourself. And that looks like just sharing my experiences and my story so that in hopes someone or another former athlete can relate. So I have a lot of, a lot of things going on. Um, but big picture is that we have a tribe of people that can be a resource, be a support for former athletes transitioning out. Love it. Love it. Making the head for what you're doing. So Bethany, so right now, last question for you. So where can mm-hmm. we find you? Social media, website? Yeah. Yeah. So my website is www.hersportsstory.org. And my Instagram is at hersportsstory. I always have a big feeling about what you're doing. Oh, thank you. You as well. Yeah, it's really, really unique. And I, I think an area that's not talked about enough. So props to you. And thank thank oh. you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yo, thanks for listening to this episode of the Nine Point Started With a Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can find more athlete-driven content at ninepoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one opportunity away. Peace.